welcome to Basecamp for Men. I'm your host, Tony Rezac. This is the show that gives you insights and resources on how to live a more courageous life. We'll be looking at men, the current state of masculinity, and how to create a more inspiring narrative for all men. Welcome and let's get started. One of my intentions with Basecamp for Men was to give the listeners a look and sense of what men's work and men's groups are all about. I felt that if I could show how valuable and insightful the conversations were inside these groups, that more men would start to seek out these circles. I wanted the show to act as an attractor for men. If a man who is listening finds the depth and honesty of the topics compelling and the sharing of the men on the show heartfelt, there's a healthy chance that he might look and find a group near him. From the beginning, I conceptualized the standard format of the show to be me teeing up a topic, followed by an interview with a great guest, and finishing with my final thoughts and any recommendations. And this will continue to be our primary format for now. But I also wanted to bring on some of the men who are in my men's groups to get their insights on things and give the listener a sort of peek behind the curtain of what the conversations are really like inside of these groups. With that, I would like to introduce a new segment that I'm calling the Warrior Dog Council, I named it after my first men's group in New York City by the same name, a group of extraordinary men, all of whom I can still consider my friends and brothers. The challenge was this. We talk about a lot of personal stuff in men's groups, our challenges, our fears. How do I bring that to the show without compromising the privacy of my men? The last thing I would ever want to do is to embarrass any of them. So I decided to drop a few questions for them to see how they would answer. I thought that this would give the listeners a feel for the group as well as not reveal anything too uncomfortable for the men in my group. And I think it worked well. The first run had some uneven audio that we will fix as we move forward. So thank you for your patience with that. I think that the Warrior Dog Council every 8 to 10 episodes or so will keep it interesting and fresh. And I would like to evolve it to where listeners can write in questions for the council and have those questions addressed on the show. We will keep you posted as we set up that feature. For now, enjoy the beta test of the Warrior Dog Council. For today, I've got uh, Samson Hill, Chris Altman, Mark Jackson, and Jason Manisha, as well as myself. So welcome in. I'm just going to, I've got a few questions, and then we'll just do a little roundtable on them. And the first one is, of the five basic emotions, fear, sadness, joy, shame, and anger, which do you have the most difficult expressing and why? Chris? Shame. I mean... It encompasses so much of our fears of who we are and how we are. And you don't want to put it out there because you think it's going to diminish who you are to other people. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're not taught, we're not cultured at all to express that, that would mean we're vulnerable, we're weak as men. You know, we can't express that's one of the tender emotions that we just can't even go there. Right. So, yeah. Jace, how about you? Yeah. The answer for me is shame as well. And, uh, uh, for me, I think it has to do with being raised in a, a verbally, emotionally abusive household, having a verbally and emotionally abusive parent. There's just a level where shame is sort of deeply ingrained, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know that it's happening because it's so natural and it's so normal. So the work that I have to do is just even recognizing that it's there before I'm even able to, to do anything about it. It's just the status quo. Yeah. Growing up in a toxic environment, it's like it's almost shame. It's like the water you're swimming in all the time, but you don't know it, right? It's yeah, it's it's yeah. it's just terra firma, yeah. yeah. And then you know, and, and sometimes I think that that being the case, there's this question of like, well, what am I going to be without it? 
you don't want it there, but what, what am I going to replace it with? You know, that's right. so much of what you've got. Yeah, totally. Totally. Mark, how about you, bud? Express to someone else or feeling the feeling? Probably like feeling the feeling yourself, I think, is what I'm after. Like, what's the difficult one for you to kind of access for yourself? Yeah, shame. I hate it. It's like getting your hand scalded. Yeah, it's something I actually think about. Which is the worst one? You know, because when yeah. you're really sad, it's, it's the worst. And when you're really angry, I mean, I just like, I just want to explode. Joy is, is, is awesome, but I have the hardest time expressing that. My dad was an ex-military football player from the South. He's just like very stoic. Another kind of a pioneer woman from, from Iowa. It's a very stoic background. So there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of emotion in our family. So to yeah. express joy to others is hard for me. But just feeling shame, like that's the one that I want to run away from, not deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Samson? Um, I think outwardly shame is a hard one. But feeling, I mean, I feel shame all day, every day. It's part of your life. I've had a hard time at different points in my life expressing each of the five. And recently, a big one for me has been joy. I've had so much I've put myself up against and such a journey that I've put myself on. Even when I'm happy, it's always just, what's the next move? It's paranoia, it's anxiety. It's, it's become very difficult to really just sit in an environment. And I think the only time I'm ever able to do that is when I'm with my brother. And even then, I'm thinking about, okay, cool, I've only got two hours here, and then I got to go do this, I got to go do that. That's been the hardest one for me. Yeah, thank you. Shame's one of the most difficult ones for men to access. I think what's one of the great things about a men's group is we can sort of speak to that. For me, I think one of the hardest ones, I, I could relate to everything you men said, but uh, sadness for me is the difficult one. I, I find myself feeling sad. I checked in earlier with with what was going on with me, but there I stop it. I don't want to really, I don't want to cry. I don't want to get that emotional, even when it's a wave of sadness coming over me and there's nothing wrong with tearing up and and you know, I'm by myself even and I'm and I'm inhibiting the flow of feeling. I had a friend pass away last year. If I do feel unbelievable sadness, I want to go by myself and have that moment rather than share it with my loved ones. You know, I still have that kind of shame around feeling intense sadness. So what would you tell a younger version of yourself? Say you went back 10 years, 15 years, and we've got men here. A lot of us are in our early 50s or late 40s. Samson, you're 29, so you have to go back to your teen years. But what would you, so if you went back 10, 15 years, what would you tell now a younger version of yourself? Jason? Uh, trust your instinct. I mean, I can look back at the last, and, and specifically that time frame, 10, 15 years, like big events in my life where I made choices based on what logically seemed the right thing to do or what people who I thought were smarter than me were telling me to do or what was maybe the simpler path. But my instincts were telling me, well, this is all wrong. Well, this doesn't feel right. And one after another of those things, I can tell you that they didn't work out for me, that those ended up being bad choices. Trust your gut, trust your instinct. If something doesn't feel right, don't go that way. If something feels good, but it's going to be harder to do, plug down, make the effort and follow that rabbit down a hole. That's great counsel. Yeah, really good. 
How about you, Mark? Well, I've been doing this this practice I keep talking about. Uh, I've been doing it about 18 years. So 15 years ago, I've been exactly the time when I quit for three years. Running around, chasing women, just disregarding everything that I'd built up my entire life, squandering it. Uh, it's a it's a regret. I would just tell myself, just keep your head in the game and focus. Put your spirituality first. Huh? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Thank you. Chris? I would tell myself that it is time to stop listening to that voice in my head that tells me that I am ugly, that I am fat, that I can't do it. Because that voice isn't real. It's not real. And it so dictates how we choose to go through our life. And it's, it's not at all real. So stop listening to that voice. Mm. Start listening to the one that you want to hear. The one that says you can and that you are beautiful, you are handsome, and you can make a difference. That ugly little negative voice, stop listening to it now. That's great. Samson, how about you? Uh, don't listen to mom. <laughs> it kind of came to me. This is one of those things when you're younger, for me, a lot of my decisions were sort of defined by how the older generation saw me. Um, due partially to my upbringing. I am a straight man who works in fashion. I've always had the desire to work in fashion, always my entire life. But at a very young age, it was like, oh, you're gay if you do that. And it's, you know, it's fine to be gay, but you're not gay, Samson, so it's not fine for you to like this thing. And that was a story I told myself at a very young age, at like the age of six. And I, and I abandoned it. I abandoned what I'm now realized with my passion this entire time. And uh, it was reinforced by my mom. It was reinforced by my dad, who are both totally... I mean, they, my mom has a, has a gay sister. My dad has had a gay brother, and they both love them very much. It was just separation and judgment around it. And it was, just, it was you know, it's one of those things. It's just you can't let anybody else dictate who you are. You really just need to be yourself. Nobody else matters. You know, for me, I'm talking to a 14-year-old version of myself. I can think back, and I was on the cusp of going down the route I'm now on. I would have circumvented a lot of difficulty in my life if I had taken that step. Don't listen to anyone else. Yeah. It seems to be a theme, like trust your gut, listen to yourself. You know, don't listen to any negative uh, voices. Uh, for me, I sat with this question, and I came up with slow down, Tony. You'll get there faster. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I was in a big hurry to make some achievements and make a name for myself and to get this ideal life going. And I think now that I've gotten older, those things are happening, but it's not because I'm hustling more. It's because I'm slowing down more, because I'm doing more meditation, because I'm allowing my feeling to come through and to do it in a really authentic way. I'm not, I'm not grasping. I've had a really good life. I don't need to try to get it in more like it's unfolding, you know? And so I think if I was talking to a younger version, I'd say, just slow down, maybe go sit in silence for 15, 20 minutes over there and, and, and let it come to you. You don't need to force everything like you're doing. So that's, that would be my counsel. How do you define success? It's a little bit different question. I'm going to tee it up for you guys. So for me, success is living my mission. So I have a mission around assisting men, giving men safe spaces to speak their truth and to show that men care more. We have an inner life and we care more than just about status and sex and money. 
So for me, it's all about living my mission and uplifting the environment. So if I'm, if I'm in conversations that people find inspiring or uplifting, I feel like I'm successful. That is the barometer for me. Not that I always have to be happy-go-lucky, but if I'm uplifting the conversation, I feel like I'm serving the greater good. And that's really important to me. And to me, that is the, that is the number one thing for success for me. How about you, Chris? I think that the idea of success is always kind of unfolding in what the, the litmus test is of what success is. And I think that over my lifetime, what I would define as success has changed quite a bit. When I was younger, it was, what are the attainable goals? What are the, I'm going to be an actor. When am I going to win my Academy Award? Like those kind of things. Or when am I going to have a career that makes me the money that makes me comfortable? That would be success. And then, you know, as you go through life, then it's like, I'm going to define my success by, am I a good person? Am I kind? And do I live my life with kindness? And right now where I sit is I would define success by the fact that I'm trying to live my life purposefully, that everything I do has a purpose to, you know, just enhance the life of myself and the people around me. Thank you. Samson, how about you? Um, I think success is living your truth. And, it, and that's going to be different for everybody. For me, I was on the science path for a long time, so success would have been doing well in science, and then that burned out. And I really wanted my truth to be, I'm a bartender at a mountain town snowboarding every day. I kind of tried that life on for a little bit. I did that for a little bit. And uh, not exactly that, but something close to it. And found out that it wasn't my truth. Yeah, I think throughout my life, I've always tried things on. I've always tried vocations and lifestyles just to figure out if they are who I am. And I know I've finally found it. It's a rather aspirational one, so it's going to take a lot more work. But uh, it's, that's what it is. Just living the life that is right for you. That's great. How about you, Mark? Success has a lot to do with integrity. Like you, Tony, it's a living mission. I've been doing a pretty good job of that the last 10 years. Where I live all day long is trying yeah. to make that happen. And I actually feel wildly successful my whole life. Um, I have, uh, you know, outwardly speaking, it, there's nothing to show. <laughs> I mean, the life I live right now at almost 60, uh, if I'd done this at 28, uh, Harley Davidson at 28, that's fantastic. It's at almost 60, it's not really much to, you know, you can't really brag about that, but it's like I got, I got where I wanted to be. But, you know, there's always room for improvement. Right. Oh, Jason? Yeah, I think it's sort of evolving for me. And, you know, particularly as somebody who's had this just major life change in the last 14 months, I think maybe in the past my idea of success was just merely getting by because I didn't think that it was possible to do any better than that. Um, success now for me, I think the measure of success is how happy I feel how good I feel about myself, if I'm, if I'm comfortable in my own skin, if I'm confident about myself. And this is still theoretical at this point. But the reason being is that I, I want to think that then everything else I do is informed by that. So if it's the need to make money, if it's the need to communicate, whatever it is that I want to do, as long as I'm coming from a place where I'm happy, I'm content, I'm confident that I'm going to accomplish what I want with all of those other things. 
So that core of success ends up being me, how I feel about myself, my own stability and my own happiness. That's great. That's awesome. So in this group, we've got men like myself and Mark and Samson that have been doing men's groups for a long time. And then Jason and Chris, this is your first men's group. Why do you men, why do you men do men's groups or what do you get out of participating in men's groups? Anybody can start. I'll start. This is the first time that I've done any kind of men's work. I, I mentioned this to Tony. I, I kind of joined this group as what I thought was a favor to him so that he would have men in this group. And it was <laughs> kind of felt like an obligation that I had to do this for my friend. And then right from the get-go, the thing that I realized is that when you're not involved in a conversation like this, you don't know that you miss it. You don't know that there is something out there you can get in touch with and be supported by other men and talk about things that matter. It's like, that's what I've been waiting for. That moment, that, that place where I can be honest and feel supported and know that I, I can trip and I can fall down and somebody else is going to also help me pick myself yep. back up. Yep. So just in the few weeks of doing this, it has created for me this ability to look at my life and um, really kind of get to the heart of matters. Yeah, next man. Well, I guess we'll have the newbies go first. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I had sort of an opposite thing, uh, Chris, where I thought Tony was doing me a favor. <laughs> um, it's been great to come to this group at this point in my life as a depressive my whole life. Any kind of conversation about life issues really was just me indulging my sadness. I never got anywhere with any of it because those conversations, that therapy, whatever, was just me barfing out how shitty I felt about myself and, and looking for some validation that I felt shitty. So where I'm in a place that I can bring a different conversation to the table and that I can do that with a group of men, that just means a lot to me. It just feels like there's more of a kindred spirit there. It feels like more of a constructive dialogue. And there's an accountability level to it that I really enjoy. And Tony, we talked earlier about, you know, we, we have these sort of stretches in this meeting where we say, here's a thing that I'm going to do. That was actually a big part of my week last week, you know, where I had moments in the day where I was making choices. And I said, well, you know what? I said this thing to these men that this was what I was going to do. And having that really focused me. And uh, that was, you know, that was joyful. <laughs> I really, really appreciated that. That's great. Thanks. Next man. I think for me, there's a lot of different reasons almost. Tony got me involved in this five, maybe six years ago. I don't know if I'd even recognize the man I was back then. It's been such a huge shift in my outlook, my focus, my everything. It's, it's amazing. And it's tied in with other things too, other studies and, and other things I've done, but it all started with this work. It's been, it's been an amazing continued development. I think it made me a better person and helped me live the life I want to live. When I started this group, I was nowhere near where I am professionally, individually, emotionally. Leaps and bounds. That's great. Thank you. How about you, Mark? The reason is truth. This Qigong community that I'm part of, community sharing is a big part of it. But the level of, even though everybody in there in their spirituality, the level of truthfulness doesn't come close to what I get out of a men's circle. I think it has to do partially with 
the fact that there's women present, there's there's just going to be a tinge of shame that men are just not talking about the things that they need to talk about in front of women. And so that's a primary reason. I want to circle with this real truth happening. And uh, I guess the last piece is probably everybody's seen the movie um, Stand By Me. Right at the end, uh, Richard Dragon's character says, you never really had friends like you had when you were 11. My brother and I saw that movie together. We walked out of there basically almost crying. Because <laughs> it was like, that's so true. So now I feel through the men's work. I've got a whole slew of best buddies that, you know, uh, wouldn't have thought that this level of connection would have been possible after grade school. And I think that's just a magical thing. So that's why I cherish this thing. Yeah. I mean, everything you men said is echoes for me. I've grown into the man I am because of men's work, really. Who I was when I first stepped in was articulate, but wasn't particularly adept at sharing, you know, authentically what was going on. So it just created this environment where I could unpack myself and feel super supported. And yeah, the men that I'm, I've been in circles with, and it's the same. I make new circles. I connect with the other men's groups I've been in and the friendships that get deepened is fantastic. Um, I would never want to go without it, you know? And I think if men really knew what it was like inside of a group, and I'm hoping this show will start to peek into the curtain a little bit, that, wow, I want to be in those conversations. I want to get some of my men circled up, or I want to do a New Warrior weekend because, you know, I want to get in a group with eight or 10 guys and tell the truth about what's really going on. That would mean a lot to me right now as a, as a 40-year-old or as a 50-year-old, whatever's going on. So yeah, thank you for sharing. And then I want to do this piece where we, we have a recommendation this week for the men out there. It could be anything, just something you've come across. It's kind of in your mind lately about, God, if I could tell a whole bunch of men this and have them go check that out, that would be great. And it could be a, it could be a health tip. It could be a book. It could be a, a training or a teacher or a website, anything that you saw that you thought, this is what I'd really like men to know this week. And we'll just go around the horn. Samson, you want to kick it off? Yeah, sure. I've got something that's, that's really easy, actually. Um, yeah. YouTube, there is this channel, this gentleman named Thomas Hall. They're just these uh, sleep hypnosis videos. Put it on while you sleep, and it just sends positive affirmation, positive thought to you. And I kind of take an agnostic view towards a lot of the affirmation stuff, but uh, I think psychologically it's had a very positive effect on me. Yeah, cool. Jace? This is actually a little weird. This isn't a, it's not a media recommendation, but this is just what I came up with, which is um, go and have a fire outside. I, uh, <laughs> and I obviously not a lot of people are going to be able to do that, or maybe people who do that, do that all the time. It's not that big of a deal. It is sort of a big deal for me. I have a little fire pit outside. Yeah. I fired that thing up a couple of times in the last couple of weeks. Being outdoors, having something elemental like that, even if you're just by yourself, I just sit out there by myself. If you can go out in the evening and have a fire, go have a fire. I love it. I'm with you on that. I love fire. So, <laughs> Mark, how about you? Well, I've had this thing that I've been doing for the past five, six years of, you know, who are our heroes? What we think of as a hero has been embodied by the military spec ops community. I'm trying to read everything that I can, especially Navy SEALs. I would recommend books about Navy SEALs. There's so much good 
band stuff in there about hmm. just seeing where your limitations are. You know, they, they, they're striving for perfection and in so many different areas. There's one guy, Jocko Willink, who has his own podcast now. He wrote a book about discipline. And discipline is something I really need for my Qigong practice. So I bought that book. It's hugely helpful. Yeah, thank you. Chris, how about you? Eat clean. Eat clean? What does that mean? Put good stuff in your body. And in particular, cut as much sugar out of your diet as you can. Coming from a guy who was almost a diabetic, cutting sugar out of my life was the best thing that I ever did. And the other positive thing of not being diabetic is I lost 80 pounds. Wow. So eat clean, put good stuff in your body. I like that. My recommendation is this week is a book um, called The Hero Within by Carol Pearson. She's going to come on as a guest at the end of July. I love Joseph Campbell's stuff, but it's, you know, he's just, he writes these huge books and, you know, you're, you're looking for the tidbits that really resonate. And she's been able to really distill down a lot of Joseph Campbell's teachings into a one book that covers archetypes and the hero's journey. And it's my favorite kind of intro book. If any of this stuff around the hero's journey you find fascinating, I recommend The Hero Within by Carol Pearson. Fantastic. So let's check out with King's Round. This round is the final round. We'll go uh, name one or two things you're grateful for, how you're feeling and out, and I will model it. Tony, I feel just, I feel grateful for this group, be able to speak the truth with you, man. And I feel grateful for my body. You know, I'm middle-aged, but my body still feels lively and connected and joy, and I get to feel all the emotions with my body. So, uh, yeah, I'm checking out with just a lot of joy and gratitude, and I'm out. Uh, Next, man. Mark, also joy. These meetings are just a blessing. I just want to thank you, Tony, for putting this together, this, this new format. I think it's going to make a big difference. I think it's one of the most important things going on in the world today. So I'm happy to be a part of it. Thanks, guys. I'm checking out with gratitude for this group. Gratitude for you, man. And I have a lot of gratitude for myself and my brain for connecting with the skill sets I have and recognizing that they are somewhat unique and that they do have value. A lot of the time, I focus on the outward things and... Um, I think most of my strengths come from my mind. It's kind of hard to compare that sometimes because I just assumed everybody had that. So really connecting with the fact that I do have some, I have some skills that have value that aren't easy to define. And that's been a lot for, for me recently. So I'm grateful for that as well. I don't know. I'm really grateful for all of your perspectives, this group, um, and doing this work. Uh, and mostly grateful in how it creates me in the rest of my life, in the world, and how it opens me to the possibilities that are out there of living that purposeful life that I mentioned earlier. So I am just very grateful. So thank you, and I'm out. Uh, Jason, I'm having a lot of gratitude for my family this last week. They're experiencing some hardships. We've got some illness, and um, there's been a lot of communication and togetherness. I'm really grateful for that, and I'm grateful for my community, this art community that I'm a part of. I had a chance to check in with a bunch of those people this week, and it's a seemingly disparate group sort of all over the place. But when I communicate with people, 
there's a real consistency of feeling and a consistency of attitude and uh, a real sense of togetherness. And this week, I just had a big dose of gratitude to be a part of that and get to communicate with that. And I'm out. That's great. Well, thank you, men, for all your wisdom and insights in this segment. Much appreciated. We'll be running this again, hopefully once a month, once, once every six weeks and see how it goes. But this was a really good first run and I appreciate all you men for, for stepping into this. So thank you. I hope you enjoyed getting these men's perspective on things. And the audio quality on this, we will work to make better. One thing I've learned from starting up this show is that everything is iterative. We do our best, make improvements, do our best again. So thank you for being patient with this process. I really think the Warrior Dog Council can grow into something unique and valuable for our listeners. And we will have different men on at different times to make up the council. The recommendations, in case you missed them, were as follows. Chris Altman recommended that you eat clean, in particular, to stay away from sugar. It's a great recommendation. Samson Hill recommended a video series on YouTube from Thomas Hall that he really likes. Mark Jackson recommends inspiring books about Navy SEALs. There's lots of those out there. Jason Manisha recommends going to sit around a fire, which sounds awesome. And I recommended Carol Pearson's book, The Hero Within. Carol will be a guest of mine in July, so look for that episode. That's our show for today. Man, remember that the story of your life is not yet all told. I'm Tony Rezac, and thank you for listening to Basecamp for Men. Mm-hmm.